next weekend in the bulletin, we'll have a, I'll have a write-up about some of the projects that are uh, taking place in the parish and uh, what's the status of the projects. Uh, and so um, the projects were certainly on my mind this week as I was reflecting on the Gospels and the, uh, the, the readings and the prayers for Holy Mass. Uh, and certainly the, the cafeteria project and, as well as the other projects are, uh, they're not just things that I reflect on this week, of course. Uh, they seem to be my daily bread as of uh, my pastorate here at St. Agnes. But nonetheless, uh, they were especially in the forefront of mine, reflecting upon the gospel that our blessed Lord gave to us, where he teaches us about being willing to, on the front end of things, look at what is the cost, lest on the back end we look like fools. And so I was reflecting upon this. I was looking at uh, our own financial, uh, financial situation, looking at the, the expenses that we have, the loan that we still have out to the diocese for the, cafeteria, or for the, for the parking lot outside, uh, for the work that's been done in the cafeteria, the church roof, the rectory electrical project, the organ project that we have upcoming, to be able to look at our, our regular expenses. Are there any extraordinary expenses we can anticipate? All these kinds of things that, that uh, trying to, to make sense of, of the budget for the year and to, to ensure that we, in fact, have the money to proceed. Spoiler alert for next week, we have the money to proceed. Thanks be to God and your generosity. But, but I was reflecting upon all of these things, and the reality is that, as anyone knows uh, who has done something of this sort, that you recognize that there are certain costs that you know up front. There are things that you know will take place. There are certain things that you can anticipate that this will be part, this will be part, we know how much this costs, that costs, these kinds of things. But there are always things that just happen to pop up somewhere along the way. Reflecting in, in the time of, of, you know, kind of doing renovations in a home uh, where you start to open up walls and you realize, oh, and that O translates into zeros uh, on the checks that you have to sign with thousands of dollars of repairs that you didn't anticipate were even there. It's these extra things that come in along the way that sometimes can catch us. We don't always know the details, but we know that something presumably will happen along the way. Reflecting on this, particularly in light of, of the gospel, where our Lord is speaking to us about the cost of discipleship, that to be disciples of Jesus Christ costs something. And take note that he doesn't just speak this to a handful of people. There are a number of times where in the gospel, he's, you know, he's speaking to his, to his apostles. He's speaking to the 12. And so whenever we read that, you can sometimes say, well, that, that's a hard message, but it was, it was particularly for them. You know, it was for the 12. Maybe it was for the, for the little inner circle that this applies. And maybe we can kind of try to excuse ourselves from it. But here, Jesus is speaking to the crowds. And he says very clearly, if anyone would be my disciple, these are the conditions. They are conditions for all of us, not just a select few, the best of the best, so to speak. But when our Lord gives us this call to discipleship, the conditions are vague, in a sense, on the front end. Our Lord Jesus doesn't, doesn't give to every single one of us at the moment of our baptism uh, the spec sheet of what our life will look like. He doesn't give us the, the list of, of here are the crosses you're going to have to bear. He simply says to us on the front, you must love me above all things. You must love me especially before all the people in your life, before father and mother, wife and children, between, you know, and siblings, even your own self. To love me above all of them, he tells us. This is the first cost. And the second is that we must be willing to suffer for him. 
we must be willing to pick up our cross and to follow after him in imitation. These are both vague things, and we don't know exactly how they will turn out. But if we trust in him, we are called to follow and to be able to see what it is that they will be in concrete later on as we go through life. I'm reminded of, reflecting on this, of St. John Vianney, whose, uh, whose own experience during his life as a priest, towards the end of his life, uh, he was a man who was uh, immensely holy, uh, but he was also a very simple man. And his, his brother priests were very jealous of him often uh, because people were flocking to his town by the thousands. He was hearing confessions 16 hours a day uh, just to be able to get through the line for the most part. And people would be lined up outside just trying to p- get their head in the window so they could try to hear him speaking during his sermons or to be able to literally just watch his homilies from the front door. They could see just from his emotion, just from the, from the love that welled up in the heart of the man, how much he loved the good Lord. And even if they, if they couldn't hear him, they could at least see him preaching, and that was enough for them. And yet for his brother priests, very often it was a source of frustration for them. They were jealous. They were envious. They thought him too simple. They thought him a fool. They thought he was all kinds of things that, in fact, he wasn't. And so during his earthly life, he bore many crosses, particularly the crosses of persecution from his brothers. And towards the end of his life, he he said, if I had known all of the suffering that I would have had to endure in my priesthood, if I had known all of it beforehand, I might not have pursued it. There's a recognition within his own heart of, of how easy it is for us, whenever faced with the cross, it is easy for us to flee. And if we were given a comprehensive list of every suffering we would have to endure this life for the sake of Jesus Christ, it would be a very easy temptation to go, ah, no thanks, because God would not have given us the grace for all of those things in that singular moment. He veils them from us. He asks of us in just general terms to start with, are you willing to love me above all things, and are you willing to suffer for me? And if we're willing to say yes, if we're willing to pay that cost, as we proceed down the road of of discipleship with Christ, we will come to understand what those things mean. They will begin to manifest themselves in particular ways. The things that we would say, yes, I'm willing to follow you, Jesus, begin to look very, very concrete before us. And that's when the weight of the cross comes. That's when we have to choose our blessed Lord over the others who happen to be around us as much as we might love them to be able to choose Christ above all. These are challenging things, but as we go through the course of it, His grace is there with us. And all of this really is His mercy. It's the mercy of the Lord that that veils from our eyes and from our understanding all the things that we will have to endure during our earthly life and all the costs of of our following Jesus. It is His mercy that does this. It's not malice. It's not as if our Lord is kind of hiding things or he's, he's trying to hoodwink or, or, you know, kind of a, a bait and switch of like, come follow me, it won't be too bad. And then you get in there and you're like, ha ha, you have the cross. That's absurd. Our Lord veils things and says, look, like, you don't have to know the future. Trust me here and now, and let's start walking. He does it because he knows if we knew the cost, it would be too much for us and it would overwhelm us. And so he holds all of these things back so that he can walk with us along the way. And whenever the cross comes, he says, I know, I know it is heavy, 
And here is the grace for it. Here's the strength to be able to persevere in these things. Here's the ability, the, the force of will, to be able to say yes in choosing me here rather than to choose yourself or to choose others. When we walk with our Lord each day in these small ways, his grace is given to us. And we know that as he tells St. Paul, my grace is sufficient for you. His grace is enough. And it's this that we're called to rely upon as we follow him with this cost of discipleship that we must pay. Unless we think of it so much as, as costs, our Lord reminds us elsewhere in the scriptures that the cost is worth paying. Even just a merely, uh, a merely uh, financial investment type of mentality, we have a really great return uh, for the gifts that we offer to our blessed Lord, the costs that we are willing to pay, the sufferings that we are willing to endure by taking up our cross and following him because Jesus himself tells us elsewhere, speaking to Peter, when Peter says, Lord, we're leaving all of these things behind, what do we get? And the answer, a hundredfold. Whatever you give up for me in this life, he says, and for my sake in the gospel, you will get a hundredfold in this life and eternal life in the next. The discipleship that Jesus calls us to costs us something but it is a cost that is absolutely worth paying many times over, in fact, because there is so much good that is offered to us in it. The good that we experience in this life will be a blessing in the midst of all the crosses that we bear, and presumably even more blessings that we can understand. And above all of these things, it's to know that at the end, that if we choose to be disciples of Christ, if we choose to, to, to give our lives to Him wholly and entirely, we will have him forever in eternity. And this will be the greatest of our joys. It would be to the great sadness for any of us choosing at the first to follow Christ and then falling away. We would be the mockery of the devil in hell forever. He would simply laugh at us. The one who, who began but quit, who gave up the faith. May God grant us the grace not to be such, but to have the faith to follow Christ to pay each day the cost of discipleship, whatever it may look like, because you know that it is worth it and it is possible by his grace.